everybody. You're in the Ozone. This is Omar Miller here with you, an espresso shot, a hot shot of sports to soothe you over and tide you down during the week. It's myself here, Omar Miller, and my brother, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Astro fan, Harry Miller, the icon. So let's jump right into it, folks. We don't have a lot of time. How about all of these postponements due to inclement weather in Major League Baseball? Every single year, you hear us talk about it. You say that they should start in the South and in the West, and yet they don't listen, and they continue to to lose games. They're setting a record pace right now. Games 23 and 24 were postponed today. What do you think about that? Well, what's even worse than that, now you have Anthony Rendon, uh, not Anthony Rendon, but Anthony Rizzo coming out complaining about the season being too long. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. I saw that, that that interview he did. He says he wants fewer games. We play too much. He said we play too much. We play too much. <laughs> Quit playing too much. And, and it's a problem. I disagree. He said it'll I, take I just, less money even. Yeah, I but I disagree. For everybody in that category. <laughs> right. I disagree It's for the simple fact because what's going on is that they're playing in the winter pretty much on the East Coast. We don't need to do that. You have half of the league that's on the West Coast are in good weather. So let's play there. And it's in terrible. domes. Yeah. We all know domes. at the Rogers Center, they even had a problem with the dome. Said it was so much ice in Toronto that some, some icicles fell off and punctured the roof. So they had to postpone a game up there in Toronto as well. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do about this because you can't have the stars speaking out saying that there's too much baseball. That's, yeah. that's going to be a problem. Now, he's coming in off of a back injury, and that back injury can't feel good coming into playing in 20- and 30-degree weather. I know that much. Yeah, if he's lucky, because the weather, we, we've had sleet, snow, I mean, and it's even ridiculous for them to even let them build a stadium in Minnesota without a roof. Uh, that, that's ridiculous. But there's more, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot that's going on, and these guys are getting hurt, and a lot of them just plain and simply don't want to be a part of, of the problems. And I can understand. I can fully understand. Uh, but that's just part of it. I can tell you right now, there's been a lot of problems with my fantasy team. Thank God my guys still showed up. I lost nine players on Sunday, nine games. And I do believe I lost six or seven and there's nothing that you can do to make up for that, except for looking for the double headers on whatever day they decide to do them. Which messes up a lot of people's schedules. Because up. And, and what about the gamblers? Early. Yeah. What about the gamblers? What do you mean? Well, when guys are betting on these games, I mean, a lot of times these guys put their, their, you know, their stuff on the line early. You have to go back and reformat or reformulate your whole plan because now the matchups aren't the same. I, you know what? I wonder about that because I don't think many of the, your your professional gamblers are are going to be – our postponements are going to mess them up. Maybe, uh, you know, changing who the pitcher is here and there, maybe so. But I don't think I, – I don't really do the dailies. I don't do mm-hmm. the the fan deal and the 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 other one, but I think that they, yeah, I think that there's something there's definitely something. I'm sure it doesn't help. Put it like that, because consistency is what everybody's looking for, and it's not going down. Um, but even in that, we still haven't seen a turnaround yet from the monster teams in the in Major League Baseball. Um, Dodgers still looking mediocre. Yankees still looking mediocre. Red Sox still looking dominant, and they don't matter if they play in the cold, the heat, or whatever. But the Houston Astros all are faltering. What do you think it is about the Astros is good that's that's keeping them from being where they should be right now? Well, I do believe it's probably the cold as well because they probably played I don't know how many games, five games or so inside of the dome, but they're playing outside as well, and that they 
it's it's all about timing right now. And the Astros are going to be where they're supposed to be at the end of the season. I just think that they have serious competition with the Angels. And so they can't run away with the division this year. I mean, there's a big test tonight because Otani is going against the Red Sox. And both yeah, of those that's teams be are, great. Yeah, are number one in their division. That's going to be great. Yeah. I just think a lot of teams can't mess around right now because – looking at games yesterday, the nationals pulled a comeback on a game that they really needed to win against the Mets because the Mets were completely establishing dominance against the nationals. And they should have won that game last night. Now my man Juris blew a save late, tried him for another four out save and he couldn't get it done. Um, but that was a tough knock. <laughs> no, that, that was, it, it, it was a tough knock, but at the same time they were up six to one late. You can't blow that lead. Yeah. You and, can't blow a five run lead. That's ridiculous. And the Nationals, are they, they got a lot of broken wings right now because they don't have Adam Eaton's out. They don't have Rendon. They don't have Daniel Murphy. Uh, Zimmerman plays spotty. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that they could use some more help with. But at the same time, you just you can't mess around like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Mets are a sneak attack pretty much on people, much like the Braves at this point. But I think that once the, uh, the Nationals get their squad back, they'll be all right. You think just, they just need a shutdown closer more than anything? They don't have a shutdown closer. Yeah, I don't know. They like Doolittle, and he's been getting it done. But uh, well, Mark Madsen shut it down last night, right? I don't know who did. Was it? Wasn't Madsen? Yeah, ended up shutting down the game. I was too busy being mesmerized by uh, Bryce Harper's bomb, by by Roy Hobbs. I mean Bryce Harper's bomb. How about <laughs> that, was that? Unbelievable! Unbelievable! And he knew I, how unbelievable it was because he even showed his bicep and flexed on his way back in. Yeah, that just goes to show when you make good contact, good contact is good contact. Good contact is good contact. Well, I got I to gotta switch gears here. Did you see the new Jordan ad for Gennady Golovkin that stars Gennady Golovkin and his trainer, Abel Sanchez, <laughs> chewing on a nice Texas beef Angus steak? I wanted to Rex Tex Tillerson send it in to him. Yeah, I don't know if he sent him the steak or the spot. But this is some hardcore trolling going on. Abel, yeah. and if you haven't seen the spot, Abel, uh, Gennady's trainer, is sitting there chowing down on a nice-looking T-bone. And he says, there's one trick to superhuman power. And he's eating the steak. And he's savoring that steak. And then you just see Gennady going to work on the mitts and in the gym. Comes back to Abel and he says, hard work. And then they run the, they run the, the Jordan logo, hashtag no draw. Uh, they're, they're going to war against Canelo, and it seems as though they're really setting up for another fight with him. I just wonder if either guy is going to take a, a tune-up fight because at this point it looks like Gennady's not going to be able to fight on the fifth. So I don't know you know, when that will work for, for both of these guys to be able to get some rounds underneath their belt to jump back in for round 13. Right, and Gennady's been trying to get three fights a year, and uh, it's more than a tune-up for him. You know, I think that he, I feel like at his age now, he feels like this is really important for him to fight as much as possible, not cutting back. Is you know, it'll help him stay sharp. But Canelo's going to have a problem as well. Yeah, and I think Canelo's going to have a problem if he has to come back and fight at that level. You know, six months from now. Right. Yeah, I agree. You can't take time off and then jump in. It's like uh, a no spring training start. Right, you know, right. <laughs> you just jump back in, and these guys, they're, they're ready. They're dialed. Dialed. Speaking of uh, uh, not being ready, did you hear about what's going on with Oscar De La Hoya? Oh, man, that, that's a, this is a crazy story. This is very TMZ-ish. This is. This is, this is unfortunate. So apparently Oscar De La Hoya met a couple of ladies 
uh, on social media, invited them over his luxurious apartment in uh, Pasadena, California, and found out that they wanted to party. And they <laughs> like a, want to party? A, a serious amount of intoxication that went down. I feel like they've been doing a really good job of keeping this story low. And a lot of these groups have crisis management folks, and I feel like his is, deserves to be accoladed because you haven't heard much about this at all. And Oscar De La Hoya is not necessarily the most relevant uh, athlete or, or former athlete in the world, but he certainly merits more coverage than this is getting. Because apparently what happened was some partying, some sexual activity, and a fair amount of intoxication and what De La Hoya did not know potentially, or maybe he did, was that the pair was recording all of this on their phones. And uh, the two women contacted him a few weeks later demanding $2 million in exchange to keep the footage private. De La Hoya rebuffed that advance. And the woman went with plan B and decided to go to a sex tape broker. And the sex tape broker turned it down as soon as he watched the footage. Uh, not just because he was disgusted, but because he realized that it was probably an extortion attempt. And uh, so what the ladies did, these these chicks are relentless. The ladies did was they decided to go to Oscar's ex-wife. And they told her that her and her 19-year-old daughter would be humiliated should the footage leak. And Mo- Mokler, her, his, his ex-wife, got together with Oscar and said, hey, what's going on here? And told the ladies no, and now they're in some hot water with the FBI. But as for the footage itself, apparently De La Hoya can be seen completely naked in front of the two women who are performing various sex acts on him with kitchen utensils. Uh, now let me let me put this in. What the broker had to say is, I've seen a lot of shocking videos in my time, and this one was incredibly embarrassing. Wow. But what I want to ask is, how intoxicated really were they? If they had well, the mind, yeah, obviously they weren't that intoxicated, right? It sounds more like an entrapment to me at this point. That's what that's what they're saying, and that's why the FBI has the footage, and also uh, it, I think he has the custody. They have the custody of these ladies. It's a serious problem, but uh, Oscar seems to have some sort of real demons in his closet. He has he has problems, man, and it's, fetish. <laughs> And, and and fetish. I mean, that's on him. But the but the but he has some real problems. Whether you go back to when he was constantly inebriated and uh, posed in the pictures with the fishnets and so on and so forth, he seems to at times let the the substances get the best of him. And it's it's not you don't get the best Oscar on that night. <laughs> you don't get the best out of Oscar. The, these ladies. Completely set him up. They took a picture of his driver's license to prove it was him. They knew what they were doing. And uh, it's I don't really- think that they were actually drunk. I think they were playing the role. It's one of those situations where, hey, you take two and I'll take none. Right. But apparently he went along with it and it didn't work out. Didn't work out the right way, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, and then another story that's really flying under the radar is Floyd Mayweather's entourage getting shot up in Atlanta. That's and, crazy as well. Yeah, because what the inside sources are saying is that the, the argument stemmed from uh, an altercation with a young lady that Floyd wanted to talk to or talk to Floyd that was there with someone else and apparently they were uh, trying to shoot up his entourage and his fleet of vehicles and they shot up the one with his bodyguards in it, not the one with him in it. 
and one of his bodyguards, one of those giant men that he runs around with, got shot up, and thank God I just had a flesh wound and is now back at it. But I tell you, you see it time and time again, the confusion that takes place with a lot of these uh, louder celebrities uh, oftentimes ends up in some serious problems. And I really hope that that doesn't end up being the case for uh, for Floyd. Yeah, it's like confusion breeding confusion at this point. Yeah, and it only takes one guy, uh, one group to say, you know what, I'm actually not down with this at all. Now, were they targeting him for sure? I I don't think it's out. I don't mm. think it's I don't I don't think that I think the jury's still out, out on that. I don't think the information is completely clear on whether or not they were targeting him. Yeah, you can't. You just I I don't know. I understand this. I don't think you just go target Floyd's entourage. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's a. Uh, I don't know if that's a, a common. You know, if that's a common target. Right. I just didn't know if it was a random shooting or if they were just you know, he was guilty by association or you know. Right. And then staying in the boxing realm, this weekend we got Jesse Vargas coming up versus Adrian Broner to see if Broner can get himself back together and back into the focus of boxing. But once again, he's he's falling victim to some out the ring, out of the ring confusion. He's going at it back and forth with this uh, rapper Takashi Six Nine, who seems like his entire image is a cry for help. If you know what I'm talking about, and uh, he's a self-labeled king of New York now, and uh, he said something to, to Broner. Broner called him a clown in some interview, and the rapper finds out about it. And then the expletive starts flying. Uh, and Broner told him, hey, man, I'm not one of these rappers that you, you mess around trolling. I'll pull up on you, bro, and I'm violent. <laughs> wow. I just think that's going to roll well for Takashi if Broner gets his hands on him, first and foremost. Adrian Broner has already shown that he has a propensity to knock out civilians. <laughs> he doesn't have a problem with that. And part two is not going to work out well for Broner because he has a history of knocking out civilians. And right. because, you know, if you say stuff like that in a public forum, if something does go down, man, they're going to throw Even if you didn't do it, right? Yeah. 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 Because now yeah. you're making threats and terroristic threats at that point. Come on, man. These guys got to grow up, though. Yeah, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Well, this is all we got for you in this hot shot of espresso, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks for riding with us. We'll get you a big show soon, and hopefully we'll have less postponements and less upset players to talk about. More action, action, action. You got anything else to add? No, that's it for me. All right. Ozone here for you. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is not just a game. This here is my life.